Hi, and welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, a wife and mom of three, lead teacher, blogger, and founder of traditionalcookingschool.com. I'm also the author of The Complete Idiot's Guide to Fermenting Foods. Ask Wardy is the weekly show devoted to answering your niggling questions about traditional cooking. Maybe it's your sourdough starter, your sauerkraut, preserving foods, broth, superfoods, or anything else to do with traditional cooking. You can catch Ask Wardy live each Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern, or through the podcast and video replays at askwardy.tv. And now, let's get to today's show. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Ask Wardy. I'm Wardy, and I brought with me today my sourdough starter because we're talking about how to transition a sourdough starter to einkorn flour. Going to get to that in a minute. Let me welcome you all to Ask Wardy. As I said, I'm Ask Wardy from Traditional Cooking School by Ganalfglins. This is the weekly show where I answer your questions about traditional cooking. I love getting together with you every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, and I'm so glad you're here. Welcome. If you're with me live on Facebook or Periscope, please leave a comment, share your first name, where you're from, and what you're sipping on today. And if you like this show, if you like what's going on, no matter if you're listening now or you're listening later, please do share it with friends or family. I really appreciate it. For those of you who have to run, don't have enough time, want to read along, um, the notes are all ready for you. AskWardy.tv. Look for episode 69. Everything I'm going to share today is already ready for you there. You can read along. Hi in Arkansas, sipping on some kind of water. <laughs> it's great to be with you all. Uh, let's get into today's question. This one comes from Mary, Mary D. And uh, she says, I've already got a sourdough starter. I've been feeding it with whole wheat flour. And I recently learned about einkorn. Is it possible to transition my sourdough starter to using einkorn flour? If so, how? Thanks so much. Well, Mary, it is completely possible. That's what we're going to focus on today. I'm going to show you exactly how to do it. Mary, uh, you may not be the only one here. There may be others who are watching or listening right now who have bought onto the idea of einkorn, but already have a sourdough starter. You might not want to start from scratch. Why not make use of what you've already got going? And transitioning a sourdough starter to einkorn is definitely an option. Uh, you can start one from scratch, and I'm just going to give you all a little heads up here that in a couple days, in fact, on Friday, uh, just check traditionalcookingschool.com because I'll have instructions there and a video to show you how to start an einkorn starter from scratch. Today, we're going to talk about transitioning, though. All right, so Mary, let's get into it. Um, I do want to first cover some peculiarities about einkorn because I think it's important if you're already used to a whole wheat starter that you learn um, that an einkorn starter is going to behave a little bit differently. And you need to know going in about that so as you adapt your starter and you watch its performance and whatnot that you don't freak out when it acts a little bit differently, okay? So there's basically three things. Um, since einkorn absorbs less water, the starter tends to be runnier. Now, for all the recipes that we have, whether it's in our ebooks, e-courses, or on the site, we favor a thicker starter. It just performs better in our recipes. So no big deal here if einkorn absorbs less water than other flours, meaning a runnier starter. That means you're either going to, every time you feed it, you feed less water than you would doing a whole wheat starter, or you feed more flour than you would if you're doing a an einkorn starter instead of a whole wheat. 
So basically you're going after consistency and I'll be showing that to you in a minute. Okay, so you just adjust so you get the thick batter-like consistency. Second, while a whole wheat or rye starter will often double or triple in size after a feeding, you get a, a whole bunch of lift, einkorn doesn't do that. Um, it doesn't mean it's not working. It just means don't look at doubling or tripling in size to say, oh, this is a good starter. You gotta look at the other signs of a happy starter to know if yours is performing well. So does it get bubbly? Does it slightly dome on top? Does it produce hooch, which is that yellow liquid? It's actually the acids produced by the organisms that just pool out and spill out. Uh, does it smell fresh and sour? Those are all signs of an active, good starter. That's what you wanna look for rather than lift. Doesn't mean it lifts, doesn't lift a little, it does. It just doesn't double or triple in size as it would with a whole wheat or rye starter. Okay, and so that's um, peculiarity number two. Peculiarity number three is that an einkorn starter can be a bit stringy. There's nothing wrong with this. It's just the, um, the uh, characteristics of it. So if you notice a bit stringiness, you know, you, you lift up your spoon and you got this kind of string of batter, totally normal. Now I see it sometimes, I don't see it other times. Um, and I do tend to see it when I'm using all purpose einkorn flour. I see it less when I'm using a whole grain einkorn flour. You may have similar experiences in your kitchen, but if you do notice a stringiness, totally fine, okay? Now I do wanna tell you all about einkorn and I wanna to talk to you all about the importance of sourdough. Um, I think Mary already knows this and we may have people who are watching who are like, show us the starter and how to transition it. So I'm gonna show you the steps to transitioning now. And then if you're interested, uh, stay a bit longer, listen a bit longer where we talk about why einkorn's so great, what's so special about sourdough. And finally, I'm gonna show you how to get a free, uh, no need einkorn sourdough recipe. So all that's gonna come after I do this little demo for you. And I say little demo because it's really, really simple to transition a starter to um, einkorn. Okay, so here's how you do it. And I have my sourdough starter here. And a caveat is it's already used to einkorn, but I would be doing, I, I do the same thing if I had a spelt starter, a whole wheat starter, a rye starter, it's the same steps no matter what. Um, so here we've got a little bit of einkorn starter and instead of feeding with whole wheat flour and water, you're gonna feel able to feed with einkorn flour and water. Okay, so again, keeping in mind that einkorn absorbs less water than other flour, we're gonna feed more flour than water, okay? So, and most of the time I just eyeball these feedings. So I'm gonna put two big spoonfuls of flour in here and I'm also going to add a little bit of water. Not too much. And this is not, um, not chlorinated city water, by the way. It's been filtered. It's really important not to introduce chlorine into your sourdough starter. So if you're on city water, you wanna make sure it's filtered. You wanna make sure that, um, or that you're using, you know, purchase spring water or something like that. All right. so. I am stirring vigorously to get it all incorporated. When you feed your starter, stir vigorously to introduce air because the organisms like that. And of course, keep it in a warm location um, and feed twice a day. I do every 12 hours. And do you see this thickness? That's about as thick as I go. 
And sometimes it might not be quite that thick, but I do aim for a thicker, a thicker starter, if you see that. Now, you will notice after each feeding, um, and this is not einkorn, this is all sourdough starters, just a side note, that they you feed it and it's thick, and if you go to use it in 12 or 24 hours, it's not so thick. That's because the organisms are consuming the starches and sugars in the flour. They're producing acids, and so those acids are like liquid added, and so it makes it thinner, and we start thick. So at this point, all that I do is uh, scrape down the sides, and proceed how I normally would with a starter. So if you could have a loose lid, this could be in a bowl with a plate on top. There's various containers you could use. And yeah, just flour and water, no problem eating it. <laughs> I didn't bring a towel with me up here. So um, Mary, that's what you do. And here's what you need to watch for. So you simply switch to feeding it with einkorn. You use more flour or less water so you can have that thick consistency. And you need to give it maybe a few days. It could be just one feeding, but it could be multiple feedings, multiple days, so it gets used to the new food source. So what you might notice is that the activity slows down. So you don't see as many bubbles. You don't see it just being as active. Well, that means it's adjusting. It doesn't mean it's ruined. You wanna stick with it with regular twice daily feedings until it gets back up to its new normal of activity. And again, that's bubbles, slightly domed, producing hooch, it smells fresh and sour, and then it's ready to use um, in your baking. And that's it. You simply feed it with einkorn flour and water, but you adjust the amounts and you give it some time if necessary to kind of bounce back in transition. Pretty simple, huh? That is how you transition a sourdough starter to einkorn flour. Now, thank you all for hanging with me. We're going to get into the other um, just things that I wanted to cover today to make this a complete broadcast because I know there's people here who are like new to sourdough or people that are new to einkorn or people that are looking for my great no-knead bread recipe and I want to make sure to cover all that so we make this a complete topic. So if you are good at this point, you know how to transition, you're already on the same page, thanks for coming. <laughs> Everybody else who's still here and sticking around, let's get to the rest of this. So first we want to talk about einkorn because einkorn may be new to you, so I want to tell you just a little bit about it. It's a 5,000-year-old variety of wheat. It is the oldest wheat we know. It is, um, has a gentler form of gluten. It has less and gentler starch, so for many people that are sensitive to modern wheat, they find that they do great. Um, with einkorn. This is not a promise to anybody with celiac. Of course, everybody has to tread cautiously, but a lot of people who are gluten sensitive can eat einkorn without the same difficulty. I myself uh, went on a gut healing diet nearly five years ago, was cured of my seasonal allergies, and one of the things that I have not returned to is modern wheat because I found that modern wheat was a trigger for my allergies, and instead I eat einkorn and I don't have seasonal allergies anymore. Um, so I'm living proof that einkorn was much better for me. You may have similar experiences or you may have to tread cautiously, but that's something for everybody to look into. It is tricky to figure out how to work it, which is why we have recipes, an ebook, an e-course on einkorn. But as you've seen, um, there's a lot. There's a lot to love, a lot of similarities, and there's so many possibilities with breads, um, desserts, baked goods, bagels. We have a lot of recipes and I have links at askwardy.tv to show you some of those recipes. Okay, so that's a little bit about einkorn. Now I want to talk to you about sourdough. 
because einkorn is great on its own, but sourdough is one of those hallmark traditional food prep methods that makes traditional cooking what it is. It's the kind of the reason we do what we do. We want to make foods as nutritious and digestible as possible, and sourdough does that. Here is why I think that everybody, those who can eat gluten and or grains, should be embracing sourdough in their kitchens. Number one, it's the most nutritious. If it's done right, sourdough is the most effective grain prep method. So that's over sprouting, that's over soaking. Um, the wild yeast and bacteria in this starter are so powerful. They not only rise the bread by giving off gases, but they pre-digest gluten, they consume starch, so they make the baked goods that come out um, when you use sourdough, they make the baked goods more nutritious and digestible. Now, einkorn is already easier to digest and it has less phytic acid, so when you combine sourdough with einkorn, you kind of have like the best possible uh, scenario for consuming grains and gluten. Now, remember how I said, if it's done right? This is what I mean by that. There is a difference between modern sourdough recipes that you might find on the internet or cookbooks or on store shelves and true traditional sourdough. And what we do here is true traditional sourdough which means three things. Number one, at the beginning of the recipe, all the flour that's gonna be baked is combined with the starter for the entirety of the souring time. That's so that the starter, those yeast and bacteria, can work on all of the flour to make it all more nutritious and digestible. That's really, really important. Number two is that the souring is done in a warm location because the yeast and bacteria can't do their work if they're cold, they need to be warm. And I'm talking about the particular colony of yeast and bacteria that are in this kind of a starter, which is just flour-based, flour and water-based that you keep at room temperature. There are other starters that work at cool temperatures. That's a different set of organisms. So what I'm saying doesn't, um, I'm just not addressing those. Those are, can be effective as well. So anyway, the souring is done in a warm location. In addition to all the flours combined with the starter, the souring is done in a warm location. And finally, the souring duration, meaning the length of time that the flour is combined with the starter at a warm temperature has to be long enough, usually five to 24 hours, um, in order for the yeasts and bacteria, the culture, to do the work of preparing it for nutrition and digestion. It's really important that it's long enough. It's, if it's short, they don't have time to do the work because it takes time. And I gave you a range there, five to 24 hours. Well. The hotter the temperature, the shorter the time, the cooler the temperature, the longer the time because the organisms slow down if they're, if they're cooler. So does that make sense? Number one reason that you would wanna bring sourdough into your kitchen if you can eat grains is it's more nutritious and it's really important to do it right. Um, the second reason is the power of natural leavening. So it's quite amazing. The wild yeast in that starter as they um, eat the sugars in the flour, they give off gas, and that gas is what lifts your dough. Um, it's pretty, really simple. So you don't need to buy store-bought yeast. You've got this starter, you just keep going, it just keeps working. It's such a workhorse, and you get natural leavening. Finally, the taste. Sourdough tastes so good. Doesn't mean it has to be overly sour. In fact, if you go to askwardy.tv, look for this episode, I've got a link to show you six tips to prevent sour sourdough. Sourdough doesn't have to taste sour. Um, and, and if it's less sour, it still has this really pleasant kind of complex tang. Anyway, 
I love the taste and you can really vary how you use the sourdough, other ingredients you add um, to just give you a great, 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 great taste. You love it. So that's why I think, you know, sourdough is a huge part of the traditional kitchen. Um, and I just want to talk a little bit about the einkorn sourdough starter in particular. So we talked about why einkorn was great. We talked about why sourdough is great. So the einkorn sourdough starter. In order to use ein sourdough and einkorn in your kitchen, you do need an einkorn sourdough starter. It brings them all together. This is a batter-like mixture of flour and water, but as you cultivate it over time, the naturally present organisms on the flour will grow into this strong colony of bacteria yeast, bacteria and yeast that are doing all this work. And you have to feed and care for it regularly in order to cultivate it and keep it strong twice a day. There is a back issue of Ask Wardy at askwardy.tv where I talk about my daily sourdough routine. We have no waste of sourdough starter. I don't have to bake with it every day and that's because I use maintenance feedings. I feed it enough to keep it strong and going and so that could be several days and then I have enough to use in a recipe. So there's no need to waste, which should be encouraging to those of you who maybe checked out einkorn and thought, oh, that's pretty expensive. Well, you're not wasting any of it. You can use that method, just look in askwardy.tv archives for how I feed my sourdough starter to learn the, the daily maintenance technique so that you're not wasting anything and it's all getting used. Um, so what you do to get sourdough starter sourdough in your kitchen is you use some of this with the other ingredients including flour in a recipe always hold back some to keep feeding and keep it going but you're going to use this as the leavening as the um, preparation for good digestion nutrition this sourdough starter is the foundation of all your sourdough baking uh, let's see and i hope that doesn't sound intimidating at all it's really not i myself started cooking with sourdough many years ago and it took me a while to get into it because I thought it's really hard I have to take care of it there's a learning curve and yes you know there is a learning curve and yes you do have to take care of it but it's very very simple and you just get your head around it hopefully you can see by my example today of just feeding it that it's not that hard you do that twice a day and then you follow tried and true recipes and we have hundreds of them for you Follow those, you'll be off to the races. There's no need to feel overwhelmed, no need to be intimidated, and you can put sourdough and einkorn to work in your kitchen to give your family delicious, delicious baked goods and nutritious at the same time. So I don't know what mom, unless you can't eat grains, would turn that down. Nutritious, delicious, that's what makes mom and family healthy, right? Happy, healthy and happy. <laughs> so, um... That's really it. I want to tell you now, just to wrap up about the free recipe I have for you, you can look with this um, video for links uh, to, to get it. But this is our favorite bread recipe. I make it several times a week. It is our no-need artisan sourdough einkorn bread. It's super, super simple. It takes 15 minutes of hands-on time, starting with the night before. At least this is how I do it. I just mix the starter with flour, water, and salt. The next morning, I add one more ingredient. I'm gonna say it's a secret ingredient because get the recipe, you'll find out what it is. And you work that in, let it rise for a half hour, and then bake it. So you've got five minutes of mixing the dough the night before, five minutes to work in that extra ingredient the morning of, and then five minutes to like 
which is actually less, you know, to get it in the oven to bake. Done. Really, it's done. So the link for you is tradcookschool.com slash free bread, where free bread is one word, or just look for a link with this video. I'll be sure to include it no matter where you're listening. So wrap up here. Einkorn is amazing, and it's very, very simple to transition your sourdough starter to using einkorn, as you've seen here. Just give it time if it needs it, but within a few feedings, you should be off to the races and able to use it in your cooking, including that bread recipe I just showed you. Um, and einkorn itself is amazing. Sourdough is amazing. It's one of the things that we just love here. We have lots and lots of recipes for you, so be sure to visit askwardy.tv and follow the links with uh, this episode to check out more of those recipes, including the free bread recipe. I want to invite you all to come and join me again uh, next Wednesday and every Wednesday, same time, same place. We do air this live, but you can also check it out later via video or podcast recordings at askwardy.tv. It's very fun to gather with you. If you have questions, please um, send them to me. You can use the hashtag AskWardy on Twitter. My handle is at TradCookSchool, so you would tweet your question and the hashtag AskWardy to at TradCookSchool. You can also just email me, Wardy, W-A-R-D-E-E, at askwardy.tv. I love to hear from you. Love to put your question in the queue. And if you would all just do me a great favor, let's see, this is episode 69. We've been doing this for a long time, so over a year of weekly episodes of Ask Wardy. And every week, um, more friends join to listen and tune in and I love that but if you do me a great favor if you like what you're hearing like what you're watching if you would share this no matter where you're listening or watching hit the share button or email a link to a friend or family member that you think traditional cooking could change their life and tell them it's really easy and it's delicious and it's healthy and share a story of what it's done for you and your family if you've healed cavities cured some kind of disease, balanced hormones, if you've lost weight, because a lot of people who come off the standard American diet and start eating healthy just drop the pounds. It just kind of happens. If you've gotten energy back or clarity, or you just feel so, so good about embracing the foods that God has made for our nourishment, any of those reasons qualify. And I would love it if you would pass on that message to a friend or family member. Again, just hit the share button or copy the link that's with this episode. And with that, I'm going to say goodbye only until next week. Thank you all so much for being here and joining me. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today. Here's what to do next. Ask Wardy wouldn't be possible without your questions, so please keep them coming. If you're on Twitter, tweet me at TradCookSchool with your question and use the hashtag AskWardy. Or send an email to Wardy at AskWardy.tv. To get the show notes, links mentioned, video replay, or even to catch up on past episodes of Ask Wardy, go to askwardy.tv. To join the fun of the live video recording, be sure to follow me with the handle at TradCookSchool on the Periscope app, or go to periscope.tv slash TradCookSchool. We record live on Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, that's 1 p.m. Eastern. And finally, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, the Podcasts app, or Stitcher. If you're on a mobile device, just search for Ask Wardy while you're in the app. If you're on a desktop or laptop, go to tradcookschool.com slash awitunes right in your browser. And while you're there, 
please leave a rating or review. I love to read your comments and your feedback makes it much more likely that others who are interested in traditional cooking will find Ask Wardy too. Thanks so much. God bless you. And I'll see you next week.